We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It's Monday. It's December 5th. Yes, 20 days till Christmas. Let that just let that sink in for just a second. For anyone that has kids, 20 days till Christmas. We got an eight-game NBA slate today. And uh, you know, right where we kind of left off on Friday, got Keith Eister, Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Oh, you know, coming off football. Sunday. It was a, a bit of a rough weekend for me in, in NFL. Um, a lot of Kenneth Walker, obviously that injury hurt a lot. I didn't play a ton, ton of Jimmy Garoppolo or Lamar Jackson, but I did play a lot of George Kittle and Mark Andrews. So those injuries hurt me. Um, had to have P. Ryan pretty much. Had to have Amon Ross St. Brown, which I did have a good amount of those guys, but there, there were a lot of landmines on the, the Sunday NFL slate. I told you uh, before, like I had a lot of duds, but had a lot, like I had a lot right that you and I had talked about on Thursday and I built a lot of my, I built a lot of my football teams on Friday. So, um, and a lot of like the props and stuff I did on like um, sleeper and prize picks and stuff were on Friday. So like I had a lot right and I had some stuff not work out and I'm very happy to break even this week. Um, very happy. It was just one of those weeks where I was very happy. Um, Price picks, price picks definitely had a good profit over there. Had a couple 10 X's, which is always really nice. Um, so paid for paid for some DraftKings losses. Very overweight on the Dolphins, you know, game talked about on the podcast. Um, had it been different with Jimmy G, who knows? I mean, McCaffrey still did what I wanted him to do. Tyreek still had a really good game. Tua just didn't have the game I was kind of hoping for. Um, but yeah, I mean, football's in the books. We're back here on a Monday. We're here to talk some hoops. We got a few teams on back to backs. We got some injury news, and we have a game with a two forty plus total. So yes, it's Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and go over, like the videos, do all that fun YouTube stuff. I'm getting used to 
this YouTube stuff. I try to pay attention to the comments throughout the day. So if you want to leave a comment or question about the slate, um, always make sure you're paying attention to Crunch Time and Grinders Live with basketball. There's so much going on throughout the day. Also, if you haven't checked out Sleeper Fantasy, check them out. $100 deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. So if you use promo code GRINDERS, up to 100 bucks deposit bonus. Take advantage of it. Put you in the Roto-Grinders squad. Love what they're doing over there. It's just so much fun. It's easy to use. It's fun to play on. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. We get started here in Charlotte. We got the Clippers and the Hornets, 217. Clippers are two and a half point favorite. I almost said Bobcats. I'm not going to lie. Like it must be, it must be Sunday night. It must be a Monday. I almost said Bobcats. Uh, that would have been hilarious. I think though, uh, we got Paul George, Kennard, and Kawhi all questionable for this game. It, it legitly sounds like Paul George is really questionable. They also said Kawhi is very close to being back with Norman Powell out. Um, we'll have to see how this news plays out on the Charlotte side, ball Hayward, Martin DSJ all out as of the injury report right now. So we'll go to the Clippers side. I mean, this really is going to depend on is George is quiet in is one of them played Does the other one not play. It's a hamstring and an ankle. Am I worried about minutes or are they making sure these guys are a hundred percent, but I want to know all these things because Norman Powell is someone that with him being out really kind of affects what we're looking at usage wise fantasy point per minute. If all three of these guys are out, we know Norman Powell's out, but if Kawhi and George are out as well, Reggie Jackson's 5,300. That might just be too cheap. Uh, Keith, what are we looking at here for the Clippers? Yeah. Entirely dependent upon the injury news here. Uh, Saturday, it was looking like Kawhi was going to play, and then he ended up getting ruled out. They Early in the day, they said Kawhi has a chance to play. If he does, though, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. So I wouldn't expect, even if Kawhi is in, I don't think he sees more than like 20, 22 minutes in this spot. I, I think I want Paul George out for sure, though, to be able to play this team. Obviously, a great matchup here against Charlotte. But the pricing is adjusted a little bit to George and Leonard being out for the, I don't know, they've been out for almost a month, I think. Um, so the prices are, have adjusted. If those guys are back in, the Clippers are a bit overpriced. Um, I think if George plays, you could take a look at him. I wouldn't expect him to be on a minutes restriction um, just because he wouldn't be active if they didn't think he was a full go. I don't think there's any conditioning issues with him necessarily. Um he would probably be the only guy I want to play if if he does play. If he's out, then I, I agree. You got to take a look at, at Reggie Jackson. He should see some amazing usage here. Um, Marcus Morris is never a guy I like to play, but he is cheap as well. If Kawhi and PG are out, maybe you get some some Terrence Mann run as well. He, his price has come up though. He's all the way up to five K at this point. So you definitely need both of those guys to be out to play some man, I think. Wall never sees a ton of minutes. Zubach, I with this matchup, 6,600 is, is a bit pricey, but fantastic matchup for Zubach. So totally fine with that. I have interest in this Clippers team, but I think you want PG out at, at least, and, and Kawhi too would, would help. Um, if both of them are out, then we have some real value here on the Clippers. Yeah, if all these guys sit, Kennard included, um, you know, the last couple of games we've had out of nowhere, kind of uh, Brandon Boston play 20 minutes in back-to-back games the other night against the the Kings, they just got ran out of the gym. Um, so it's, it's really hard to look at Saturday's game at all. They just got blown out in that game. If like all these guys sit, I don't hate Boston in this spot at what was he's like 3,100 or something. Like if he's going to get 20 minutes and, his usage is around 25% and he's averaging a fantasy point per minute. You know, 25 fantasy points at 3,100 on an eight-game slate? Sign me up. So, luckily, this is a 7 o'clock game. This is one of the two 7 o'clock games. We'll be able to adjust. We'll be able to, you know, see how the news goes throughout the day. The Clippers have been ruling these guys out kind of early, you know. So, we'll have to kind of see what this looks like around, you know, 1.30 tomorrow. If they're both questionable going into 
you know, the 130 injury report, there might be a chance one of or both of them play. So watch the news on this one. Going to the Charlotte side of things here. I mean, Rozier at 7,800. I feel like he's the one like potential ceiling guy. Ubre is 7K now. He can go for, you know, 7X, 6X. Charlotte's pricing is just kind of where it should be. I mean, Mason Plumlee's been playing good recently. Um, he's on my trending up list. I don't, I don't know what I want to do if I want to play anybody from Charlotte. The only way I'm getting some Charlotte guys, I think, is if I start loading up on Clippers. If you know, if these guys sit, and I'm hoping that, you know, I want, I want some runbacks. Just you know, if the game, I want the game to stay close in that scenario. Yeah, I think the uh the charlotte side of this matters for whether Kawhi and, and pg play as well the clippers are a pretty great defensive team when those guys are in without them it's not near as difficult of a matchup so again it's just kind of wait on the injury news here if those two guys are in i don't have much interest in the charlotte side um just because of the the way the clippers play defense if those if they're both out, then I do have some interest. Rogier, I think, is definitely the the primary target. I don't mind the Plumley call. Ubre has a tough price because he's he's really scoring dependent, um, and this is not the greatest matchup. Even even if PG and and Kawhi are out, the Clippers still are capable on defense, and they don't play at the fastest pace either. So, not a great matchup here for Charlotte. Um, I want some exposure if if PG and Kawhi are out. Um, we'll probably be playing a lot of Clippers in that scenario and agree I'd be looking for runbacks there. It would be Rozier and a, and a little bit of Plumlee. I think the other guy you could potentially like throw in the mix is like Jalen McDaniels. Um, with with since Hayward and these guys have been missing Martin Hayward like DSJ, he's been consistently getting thirty minutes a game. Um, the, you know the one game that he didn't was a game that he got in some foul trouble. I mean, that's a risk, but he still got 25 minutes in that game. So with these guys out, his minutes have been consistent. He is someone that can score, um, you know, plenty of fantasy points because of his scoring ability. He's going to get up, you know, 10 plus shots at 4,900. If those guys are out, like I have no interest really in a ton of Clippers. If I mean, ton of interest in Charlotte, if, if all the Clippers play, I probably Stay away from the game in general. Like you said, maybe some Paul George. He seems a little under underpriced, but I would really want to see like a report on Paul George, you know, saying that like he's going to get his normal workload or, and I'm probably staying away from this game. Milwaukee had Orlando facing my magic 225 and a half total here. Milwaukee, a nine and a half point favorite. Um, Allen is questionable. Abaka Ingles out. Brooke Lopez questionable. Could be interesting. We'll have to see. We'll see if he's questionable, if he's going to play. It was like rest purposes from what I saw on in the injury report. And then on the Orlando, Orlando side, Wendell Carter, Harris, Isaac, Okiki, Suggs out, Mobamba questionable. Um, before we get into the Milwaukee side, what's up, YouTube chat? What's up, Derek? Thanks for saying good evening. Hope you're having a good one. Um, Bucks, what are we looking at here for the Bucks? I think the holiday news is interesting. The Lopez news is interesting. Giannis is still really expensive, but at least he's under 12K now. Um, For what it's worth, you, Keith, you really have quick. to run. Yep, go ahead. I was just going to say, holiday is not even on the injury report that came out tonight. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So just Lopez then is, is really all we're concerned about. Um, yeah, Giannis's price, it's still up there. Middleton is back now he's played one game this season i think that impacts Giannis's ceiling a little bit um but he's finally under 12k not sure how much value we're gonna have on this slate um definitely some blowout risk here against orlando so i don't think Giannis will be a priority for me on this slate obviously you can always play him for the ceiling potential i have some interest in middleton's price he saw 27 minutes in his first game this season that probably ticks up to like 31, like 30 minutes to 32 minutes. Um, 7,200 seems like a pretty fair price for Middleton. It's a great matchup against Orlando. They're they're bad on the defensive end. Uh, if Lopez is out, I have a ton of interest in Bobby Portis. Um, if everybody plays, then I'm less interested here. Maybe Middleton 
would be my only sprinkle um, with a little bit of Giannis too, just just for the ceiling spot. I, it's lukewarm on Milwaukee just because of the blowout risk, but I think Giannis in play, Middleton in play, Portis if if Lopez sits. I mean, Portis already plays a good amount of minutes, right? Like, I mean, he definitely plays more minutes here if Lopez sits. Is someone, just hear me out, is someone like um, Nawara going to get minutes in this in this scenario if Lopez, Lopez sits? Um, I mean, he played the other night, Giannis sat, right? Like, he sat the second end of a back-to-back over the weekend. Yeah. Um, it was knee or whatever, and like Nora played a ton of minutes in that scenario. Orlando likes to play kind of big, so I mean, I could see Giannis playing the four if and then like Portis playing the five. It's just more of who's going to get like because Orlando will play big. Um, I, I mean, maybe smaller with Mo Bamba's out, so I mean, this whole scenario is interesting. Bobby Portis chalk is something that like makes you want to hurl, um, at any time that he's chalk, but I, I mean, the matchup's good. The minutes are going to be there. So, I mean, yeah, he's just – he's kind of priced where he should be. Um, so, if Bobby Portis is going to be, like, 35% owned on this slate, I might be underweight. And, like, I play one lineup, so that me- might mean, like, I fade him. So, um, because that – okay, so at 6,800, I, I don't think 40 fantasy points, like, crushes me. I, I mean, it's solid. But if I can find something to pivot off of, and I mean, there's plenty of options to pivot off of. I just, Bobby Portis chalk just doesn't sit right with the mouth. Just doesn't. Um, Giannis, like you said, 11-9. Middleton, 7,200. He played 27 minutes um, in his return. Really kind of hope that like his price continues to trend down a couple more games and we can get him cheaper, but definitely don't hate it. Um, Orlando side of this game, you know, Wendell Carter already ruled out. We'll have to see about Mobamba. Boy, boy, he's playing solid minutes, but his price is kind of where it should be. Um, Cole Anthony played the back-to-back the other night, which I found very interesting after missing some times. And Foltz played the back-to-back the other night after missing a ton of times. So, I mean... My first initial reaction is I have some some serious interest in Fultz at 5,300. He played 17 minutes in his return. He played 30 minutes the first night of the back-to-back. Played 19 minutes on the second end. Fultz at 5,300 getting 30-plus minutes. Tough matchup, but the opportunity, the assists, the rebounds, the points. This is a dude that has a lot to prove, and I feel like he's kind of cheap with Suggs out. Um Tell me I'm crazy, Keith. I, I don't think the Fultz call is crazy. Um, I definitely don't like paying up for Bancaro in this spot. Like a really tough matchup here for the Orlando side. I think there's definitely some some blowout risk, but Fultz is underpriced. I, I do agree with that. I think we can expect close to 30 minutes again, if, if not right at 30 minutes. Um, so I like the Fultz call. He's underpriced for his upside. Wouldn't even hate a shot on Cole Anthony. If Bamba is out, maybe you can take some shots on Bull Bull still. Uh, but this is a, this is a pretty difficult matchup. So I, I like going cheap in the spot if I'm looking for a run back on the other side of, of Giannis. Paulo would make some sense there just to hope that he goes nuts and kind of pushes Giannis a little bit. Um, but that, that gets really pricey. So I don't think I'll be doing it on the slate. Um, I'm with you. I, I like the, the cheap guys here. Fultz. And, and Anthony would be the guys I'm looking at. If if Bob uh, Wagner has to answer the, enter the conversation as well, I think price is up a little bit, um, but he's been playing up for 20s minutes without Bamba in there. He started. Um, he started, I think, the last two games. So, yeah, I mean, 4,800. Yep. Yep. His price has come up. You know, we were getting him in the low fours, and, you know, he was scoring like 25 to 30 fantasy points for us, and his price kind of came up a little bit. I don't know if we'll like get there or not, but I'm with you. He needs to be in the conversation of value plays today. Um, I mean, eight game slate with some back to backs. We'll see what injury news looks like, but we move on to our two seven thirty games. We got Boston at Toronto, two twenty seven total in this game. Boston second end of a back to back 
we'll see. Um, I, I know like Marcus Smart did not play Sunday with the hip injury. Was that sitting him to, you know, bring back, you know, sit someone else on the, the second end? I mean, Boston's kind of been tricky to figure out on these back-to-backs this year. Toronto side, Precious and Porter remain out. Hernan Gomez is doubtful. Start with the Boston side. Um, I mean, if everyone plays, I think Tatum at 10-5 is not the craziest thing here on this this kind of – I mean, media, these are my favorite slates, man, eight-game slates. But I think Tatum – you know, we're going to have the conversation of, like, Curry and, like, Indiana and that game in general. We're going to have the conversation about Luka. I, I think – Tatum needs to be in the conversation of the studs today, though, um, at, at 10-5. Kind of pricey, but this dude's capable of 70-plus. Yeah, I mean, Tatum is playing at an MVP level. Um, I don't like this matchup, though. I do kind of agree with you that Boston is, like, the Marcus Smart sitting thing kind of makes me feel like Brown or Tatum might sit here. Obviously, we don't know on Sunday night as we're talking about this, but I, I would definitely keep an eye on Boston news. Um, the, the last back to back, I believe they rested Tatum on the front and Brown on the back or something similar, but they have been resting guys on back to backs. So it would not surprise me if one of Brown or Tatum sat here. Um, I don't know. Tough match against Toronto. Like they play pretty slow. I still think he's in the conversation just from a ceiling perspective. Brown, kind of the same deal. Like he he's priced at a point where he could hit a ceiling here, even in a tough matchup. Um, those are really the only two I'm interested in. Even if Smart's in there, like Brogdon doesn't play a ton of minutes. Derek White is 4,900. Like that's just kind of appropriate for the role, the role even without Smart. So, um, yeah, it'd be Tatum and Brown really just because of the ceiling potential, but not a matchup I'm in love with here. Brogdon, I was looking it up. Brogdon, um, he played 32 minutes on Sunday with Marcus Smart out. Okay. So, I mean, that he had a really good game. He had 37 fantasy points. Tougher matchup here. That was against Brooklyn. This game's against Toronto. Um, Brown, Jalen Brown went bonkers. He went bonkers. He played 40 minutes on Sunday and went bonkers. He had 34 actual points in that game. So, big minutes from Tatum, Brown, Grant Williams. Um in that Brooklyn game on Sunday. So watch the injury news on this one. Um, wait and see what we're looking at when the injury report comes out around one thirty. the Toronto side of this game, Siakam nine, five um, still in that lower, like 30 minutes. You know, we haven't seen him get up to that 37 to 39 minute roll that we saw. This seems like the perfect opportunity for him to play big minutes. Um, I, I mean, this is a great game just in general. What are your thoughts here on um, on Toronto? And for what it's worth, really quick, before we go on, I think Al Horford sits in this game. Yeah, I th- for what it's worth. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Keith is lagging. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not hear what you just said. Sorry about no, that. No, you're good. 
I just said that I think Horford sits before we go on to the Toronto side. I didn't even think about that when we were talking about Boston. Yes, he he has not played the back uh, back to back all season long, so that that would not surprise me. Um, Toronto side here, it's yeah, Siakam's really my only interest. I know Ananobi just had a huge game. He put up like 30, 30 actual points. That's not something he does regularly. I'm not trying to chase that. Scotty Barnes also had a phenomenal game. He put up 14 rebounds, not something he regularly does. Really not trying to chase that here against Boston. Um, Van Vliet hasn't seen the same ceiling this year with Siakam playing so well. So the Toronto side, I think it's kind of just Siakam is the, the only guy I'm interested in. The problem with that is... If I'm playing Tatum on your side, that's that's really expensive. I'm not sure I want to make this game a priority. So I don't see myself getting there there all that often. Um, I don't know, maybe Gary Trent at 4,700 and just hope he shoots the lights out to keep this close. Um, that's always a, a risky proposition, but in play just because of the cheap price tag. I don't love this game. You know, we have two top 15 defenses, yeah. two bottom 15 pace teams, Boston on the second end of a back-to-back. Boston would need to start ruling some people out for me to, you know, get there. Like, if Marcus Smart sits and Brown and Tatum play, maybe I take some shots on Brogdon at 5K. Um, I don't even know, like, who or – I mean, Horford sits. Grant Williams is cheap, and he would be okay. I mean, they need size against – Toronto so I think Williams would be definitely playable in that scenario but yeah I mean this game in general unless we start getting some people ruled out um not my favorite game on the slate but we go to the next game and the next game is kind of juicy OKC at Atlanta 231 and a half total in this game Atlanta five and a half point favorite Holmgren remains out for OKC Collins Holiday and Hunter out for Atlanta go to the Thunder and we have to talk about SGA. I mean, he's 10-3. He's super expensive, but he has one of the highest usage rates in the NBA. He gets a matchup in a high total game with a lot of upside. Uh, what are your thoughts here on SGA? Yeah, I like him. Um, probably does draws DeJounte Murray on the other side, who's a, a great defender. Uh, but SGA has been playing amazing. The usage is among the best in the NBA. 10-3 feels appropriately priced. I think there's still some ceiling up there. Um, he can definitely hit 60 fantasy points, even in, even in a tough matchup. So I have some interest. Um, not not an ideal matchup. Atlanta's played pretty decent on the defensive end, but that the usage for SGA, nobody else really is going to threaten that either. Like Giddy yields to him, even Dort. Like SGA is the clear guy here on OKC. Um, if you want to play some Trey Young on the other side, I think he's the the very clear run back. Um, and you, there might be some some value for Atlanta as well. So maybe um, that, that boosts my exposure here to SGA. I mean, you're not wrong about DeJounte Murray, like guarding him at all. I mean, maybe this is like a Josh Giddy take the huge discount from SGA to Giddy. Giddy has shown plenty of upside and, and like ceiling this guy is capable of double doubles uh, we've seen that in three of the last five games he's capable of putting up 40 plus fantasy points like maybe it saved the money and go giddy um i mean like you said like i said you're not wrong about Dejounte. Dejounte is a great defender so maybe it is like a josh giddy night maybe that's how we approach this um the other guy that i wanted to mention Eight game slate, so he's kind of like I'm. A, he's like a fancy type of play for me. But Robinson Earl has been. He started the last like three games for OKC. It'd be interesting to see what like the starting lineups look like in this game. But if Robinson Earl is going to start and play thirty ish minutes, um, he's forty three hundred. There's plenty of rebounding opportunities and stuff in this game. So uh, he's someone that's active defensively. He can get up, uh, you know, a couple steals, a couple blocks. So just throwing his name like out there as well. Let's go to the Atlanta side of this game. Um, I think my, as crazy as it sounds, but I think my favorite play from Atlanta is Capella. Um, I think the price is just kind of right on him. AJ Griffin has been someone that has been playing some minutes here recently. You know what you're getting out of Trey Young, um, especially in a matchup against OKC. This is a game that he could have a monster game. Um, So what are your thoughts when it comes to Atlanta? 
Yeah, Trey Young, I have interest in for the ceiling. Um, great matchup here against OKC. I like the Capella call. OKC definitely struggles against bigs. Um, 6,400, like you probably need him to play 30 minutes in that spot, but he's been doing that fairly regularly. So I, I don't hate that. Great matchup for Capella. And then definitely have interest in kind of the wing guys with Collins and Hunter both out. Um, AJ Griffin, I like that. His price is coming up, um, so it's not not as comfortable, uh, but he should see the minutes. Culver is a guy who's been playing some minutes here recently. He's 4,200. I think you could take some shots there. The guy I really have interest in, Jalen Johnson also, um, that, not the guy I was intending to mention, um, but just want to get his name out there. Another guy who saw a bunch of minutes when when Collins and Hunter both sat last game. Um, but Bogdanovich, he only played like 22 minutes in his first game of the season. If he can push that up into the 26-28 range, he's still 4,700. He's a guy that can score a bunch of points. Um, I don't know how much he's going to get here. Definitely a volatile situation. Uh, but that $4,700 price tag, like he's more talented than that price if he's going to see the minutes. Shot 22% the other night. I think he was like two for eight, two, two for nine, two for nine. Yeah, he's not going to um, do that. Yeah, I mean, he'll get – I mean, he's a shooter and it's going to be rhythm, so maybe it takes him a few games to get going. Uh, but I, I do like that call um, on him. But, I, I mean, I, I think Capella, there's just – I don't think – like thinking of like OKC, there's no one that matches up well with Capella. So like if he can, if he can like effectively shoot in this game and re- he can rebound really well in this game, like I think Capella could crush here. That's why like I mentioned him. Um, I think this is a, a spot he could go for like forty plus. I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean Trey Young, Trey Young's fantastic, right? Like you know, obviously this is a spot like Dejounte Murray. He could have a good game. It's just I feel like. If we're playing the odds, right? If we're playing the odds, Trey Young's going to get there more times than Dejounte. So if I just played, you know, Trey every time over Dejounte at basically the same price, I'm I'm going to get there more often. So um, uh, that's just my mindset. So and and especially um, now because Dejounte's price is up up a little bit because Trey sat the last two games, I believe, or at least the last game. Um, so Murray, we've been getting in that like $8,800 range and he's 9,400 mm-hmm. now, the same price as Trey pretty much. So that, that matters as well. I, I agree. It's very clearly Trey. If you're, you're targeting ceiling from one of the guards. All right. We got Miami and Memphis 227 total in this game, which is kind of high for a Miami game. Don't typically see him this high Memphis, a two and a half point favorite. Uh, Memphis is on the second end of a back-to-back. Butler questionable, Deadman questionable, Vincent questionable, you're at seven out. Um, as far as the Memphis side, I think Bain is going to be out. Um, we know Steven Adams did not play Sunday against Detroit, so we'll pay attention to that. I mean, that could be big for a couple couple different reasons that we'll talk about here in just a minute. Um, but let's go to the Miami side. I can't wait till we get to the point where Miami doesn't have like a full team of red question marks on it. Um, I mean, they've been terrible with injuries this year. You know, what are your thoughts here on Miami? Yeah. I mean, they're getting much healthier than they have been all season. Um, Like Butler made it back over the weekend um, or Friday, whenever that was hero also played so it feels like they should be pretty close to full strength here um at least among their like main guys they're listed questionable so who knows um i don't know what to do like the pricing is all out of whack because of how much time everybody has missed butler is a guy who when he plays he he usually gets his full minutes even if he's missed a game or two so 8500 i think is a fair price tag for butler that's probably my lean on where i go here um, I don't have interest in Lowry at all with, with everybody back hero at 7,100 is a bit pricey for me. I think you could take some shots on bam. If you wanted, I'm more likely to do that if Adam sits. Um, but, but I think Butler is my primary guy here. If he plays, I like the Butler call. If he plays, he is interesting, um, in this spot. I, I, I hate like using the card of we'll see, but. I think Tyler Hero at seven seventy one has a little bit of upside in this game. Um, I like him a lot more if Butler doesn't play. 
Um, I feel like Butler is still very questionable. I know he played, what was it, yesterday, Saturday? Was it Saturday or Friday? I know he played recently. He played 35 minutes and, like, um, but, like, that knee that has been giving him trouble, I, I, like, after that game, he had soreness. And, I mean, that's kind of what they get for running him 35 minutes after missing, you know, <laughs> two and a half weeks. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, if Butler plays, I'm with you, 8,500. Um, seems very doable here. Um yeah, I mean Tyler Hero at seventy one hundred. He's just so, he plays a ton of minutes. He gets a ton of shots up. If he can shoot well from the three point line in a Memphis matchup where they do struggle to guard the perimeter, um, I, I could see Hero having a good game. Memphis side, I mean, if Adam sits, I think Brandon Clark is the chalkiest chalk McChalk of the slates, um, and it's probably great chalk at thirty seven hundred, getting thirty minutes or more. Um, are they going to play triple J on the back-to-back is something I think that we'll have to see. Um, I was looking it up before and I don't know if they've not, I don't know if they've not like played a back-to-back yet or, or what, but he has not yet played a back-to-back since he's been back. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but I think this is the first opportunity he's had to play a back-to-back. So if he's out too, I mean, then we're getting into like the conversation of um, what is it, Aldama, Aldama, Al, Alda, Ada, Adam, or what? I don't even know how to say the dude's name. Sante something. Um, there you go, Sante. We're getting into that conversation if if Adams and um, Triple J sits. Tillman would be in the conversation. So Memphis, not the greatest matchup in the world, but I mean we're definitely going to be looking at some of these guys depending on some injury news. Yeah. And Adams is a big one. We saw Brandon Clark play 30 minutes. I was actually surprised by him, him playing 30 minutes. Like he hasn't gotten that type of run all season long, even in that, like Adams missed a game earlier this year and he still didn't get a ton of run in that game. So um, yeah, Clark, Clark is a smash. If Adams again, um, like Ja is obviously always in play. Um, one of the best ceilings in, in the game. Um, 10-6, kind of the same conversation as SGA. A tough matchup for him as well. Um, so I, I don't like SGA versus Ja is really close. Um, I don't even have a, a real lean on that. I need to dig in a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, Adam's news, I think, would be the important thing here. Um, otherwise, that's just Ja for me. Yeah, watch the Adams news. Um, like I said, if Adams sits, if Triple J and Adams sits, it's going to open up a lot. But if Adams sits, um, I mean, like I said, Brandon Clark at 3,700, chalky, but fantastic spot for him, just getting the minutes. Philadelphia at Houston, 221 total here. Philly, seven and a half point favorite. Harden, questionable. Maxi out. Um, Niang and Springer, questionable. Tate out for Houston. Going to the Philadelphia side here first. I don't, I mean, everything I've read says Harden's going to be back. I don't know what that entails. Like this game's against Houston. I don't think they're going to need to roll him out for 35 minutes. Um, It was a foot injury. So maybe this is a perfect scenario spot for Harden to come back and play like 25 minutes and kind of get back into the groove. But He's another guy, like, when he usually comes back, he usually gets his full minutes. Like, I, I don't know, Keith. Like, do we do we risk it? Because, like, the 9K price tag on Harden, <laughs> if he's going to get 35 minutes, is way too low. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's just too low for a matchup against Houston. So, uh, like, ever since I opened up this slate and I started going through things and I saw, like, Harden was on track to play in this game, I was just sitting there going – what am I doing with James Harden? <laughs> I I am right there with you. I had the exact same thought. I was like, man, this is like a GPP winning situation here. Um, so I think you just play this from multiple angles. You you play Harden um, because if he plays 35 minutes at 9K against Houston, he's going to smash. Um, if he plays 25 minutes at 9K, He's going to fail. So what is that? Who who gets there in that situation, I think, is what I'm asking. That still gives me interest in guys like Milton and Melton. I know they're they're way priced up for their role with Harden back, 
But if Harden doesn't see his full run, I think there's still upside. Um, even in a blowout, I think they get a pretty decent amount of run. So this, I have a ton of interest in this this Philly spot, the Harden situation, and who who benefits if he like Harden benefits if he's out there for 35 minutes in this matchup. If he doesn't get his full run, Milton and Melton, I think you can look at them still, even though their their prices are have adjusted to life without Harden, basically. But definitely an interesting spot for tournaments. I I will take some shots here for sure. Um, definitely need to, to make some groups. Like I definitely wouldn't play Harden and one of them together, but like if I, if you make a group to limit them to one and include all three of them in your player pool, I'd be totally fine with something like that. It's such an interesting game. Cause I mean, what does Embiid's ownership look like? If Harden comes back, Houston doesn't really, I mean, sorry, Sangoon, like Houston doesn't really have anybody to match up with Embiid. Um, so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is definitely like an MME or like even like a 20 inch max or even like a three inch max because I mean, this game is is kind of fantastic. So a lot of different ways you can kind of approach this one and maybe getting if you're a three entry max player, maybe getting, you know, two or three different ways to approach this game is how you approach your three entry max or you just take a stand in one of your three teams. So, I mean, plenty of ways that you can kind of approach this one. Um I mean, at first glance, I mean, James Harden is someone that is capable of going for 60-plus fantasy points at 9K. Yeah, that's what I got. And it's going against Houston in Houston. I mean, yeah, a lot to prove for Harden. But, I mean, on the Houston side of things, you know, your runbacks. Like, if you're playing an Embiid or if you're playing a Harden, um, your runbacks are like Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. type of plays. Um Jabari Smith Jr. has been someone that's been getting some minutes, but like for me, I'm probably just looking at like a Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., hoping for one of their ceiling games to keep this game close um, and and running back one of Harden or Embiid with one of those two guys. I I think you nailed that perfectly. Like I wouldn't target Shingun, even Smith, um, just because of Embiid's presence on the other side. Like you definitely have some foul trouble risk there. Porter Jr. and Green are the ceiling guys anyway. They can both score 30 points in any matchup. So those are the two. If I'm playing Embiid or Harden, I definitely want KPJ or or Jalen Green on the other side. I will say, like, Jabari Smith, the game against Golden State, that game got out of hand. And, like, he has played 30 minutes in close games in three straight if you kind of rule out some of these blowouts. So, like, the minutes are there in close games. So like, again, like if you're playing like a game stack here, he'd probably be in the conversation. I'm a single entry guy. Um, he probably doesn't make the conversation, but if you're running out like 20 teams and you're game stacking this game on a few, uh, because you do like the Philly side of this game, I think that's where you would, you know, get some Smith, uh, junior exposure. Um, and I think honestly, I, I mean, Sangoon is that same kind of role. Um, I think both of those guys, if you're playing 20 teams and you're stacking this game four or five different ways, um, they're in the conversation in that aspect. But Sangoon might get in foul trouble too. I mean, Embiid is really good. Just saying. The Phoenix <laughs> at Dallas, 221.5 total. Dallas, three-point favorite. I think this total is too low. Uh, that was my initial thought right when I opened up the slate and started looking at it. I feel like this one's too low. I could be way wrong. Phoenix, second end of a back-to-back. We won't have injury news for them. Um, we know that Chris Paul did not play Sunday. We know that he's getting close to returning. Um, Phoenix did not have to play anybody a ton on Sunday because they absolutely crushed. Um, who did they play? They played um, the Spurs, right? Whoever they played, it was like a 30 yep. – eight or 37 point game or something I, I remember looking at it and saying they didn't play anybody over 28 minutes so they'll be good to go not worried about them at all um we'll see about the chris paul news that definitely changes things a little bit um but yeah i mean the dallas side christian woods questionable dealing with like a illness um we'll see i mean that could be big news this is a guy that plays 30 minutes and trying to figure out where those minutes might go um is just going to lead to a lot of cheaper plays so talk about that in a second go phoenix here first like i said keith i'm not too concerned here um as far as like someone playing on the back-to-back like we didn't get anybody playing a ton of minutes i think the biggest thing here is just seeing if chris paul plays 
Cam Johnson, I think, was out for a couple more weeks because um, it was like a one to two month injury at the beginning of November. So we're at that one month mark. Um, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, I think Chris Paul being back matters. I don't know that it matters a ton. Um, there has been absolutely smashing. Um, I know he didn't get his full run against the Spurs, but before that, like, dude had 40 points in three straight games, 50 in one of those. Um, like, he's just playing incredible. This is not an easy matchup. I think I would rather go John Morant or Trey Young or SGA even. Um, so, the, the, like, the 10K range is pretty loaded. But what Booker has shown this season, like, he has to be in that conversation, even in a tough matchup against Dallas. If you're playing Luka, I think you want Booker because that's how this game goes, flying over the total, like you mentioned. There certainly is potential for that matchup. Um, obviously, Luka got the better of Booker in the playoffs last season. Um, Booker's probably pretty motivated in this spot. So I do want some exposure. I think I, I prefer the other guys I mentioned, um, but I, I'll play some Booker. If Paul is back, I'm not touching anybody else on the team. Um, I, Tory Craig injury is interesting. We've seen Dario Saric start for him. He's still not playing a ton of minutes, but he's 3,300. Um, and Josh Kogi is, is the other guy who got a ton of run that might've been blowout related. So I wouldn't put a ton of stock in that. Um, but he, he's in the convert, like the Craig injury. I think if, if Craig misses again, you have to be on the lookout for some Phoenix value. Um, but Chris Paul returning would maybe take me off of some of that also it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas Tory Craig definitely could matter. Um, I don't think Paul being back matters for Booker. I mean, maybe even opens up a few extra yep. shots for him. So, like, if you like Devin Booker in this spot, CP being back or not, I mean, this dude's going to chuck. He he shot up 20 attempts against them earlier this season. We know Devin Booker likes to chuck, and Chris Paul has no problem throwing Booker the ball and letting him chuck. So, um I mean, I definitely think tournament, like, it's just the problem with Booker is you want to run it back with Luca, and clicking those two names leaves you $4,500 a player. That's really hard to do. Maybe you're doing that more on FanDuel. Maybe you're doing it more on prize picks where you just say, hey, I'm going to take the over Booker prop paired with the over Luca point prop. Like, I'm just going to take the two point props, pair them together. And not worry about the DFS side. Um, I mean, the ceiling is massive for both of these guys. It's just the price is really hard. I will um, say, if Tor if Tory Craig is out, I think that becomes a little bit easier just because you can look at a Sarich or an Okoji. Um, there's a guy Dallas who I think extremely underpriced, kind of in that price range as well. So, if Craig is out, that like you can make a little game stack. I think with some of those like three K guys that that will open up a little bit of salary. It makes it easier to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we mentioned someone else that was 3,100 earlier. I can't remember who it was, but th- I mean, there's definitely some value. It's just you're giving up a lot. Um, yep. The Dallas side of this game, I mean, Christian Wood matters a ton. He matters a ton. Um, I, I mean, what's this game? This game's 830, right? We, we have one 10 o'clock game. So I, this is you really got to pay attention to this news. Um do we? I, I would assume Maxi starts at 4K if Wood doesn't play, and he's way too cheap if that's the case. Um, what are your thoughts here on Dallas? I mean, Luca is really expensive. Is the first thing that jumped out. Um, like he's 800 more than Giannis. That's that's a significant amount of salary. So it's going to be really tough to get to get to Luca here. If Paul is back, I don't have as much interest. Obviously, Luca can crush any matchup, but it's a, a little bit of a tougher spot with Paul back. Um, I, like, I don't know. You have to have some exposure to Luca. I think, just because he, he can li- literally put up 80 points on you, 80 fantasy points, and, like, you just have to have him. 
I don't think he'll be like a priority, um, just a kind of a, a tournament sprinkle. Um, we're going to want a ton of exposure to the, to the last game of the night for sure. So Luca, Luca is just kind of what it is. You you play just enough to where he he can't kill you. Um, the other guy I have a ton of interest in is Tim Hardaway Jr. He has been just shooting a ton and shooting really, really well over his past three games, at least 20 points in his last three. Um, don't know what got into him, but he's still only 4,600. I think you can definitely take some shots there, especially if Christian Wood is out. Uh, he should be locked in for 30-plus minutes at that, if that's the case. Um, so I really like Tim Hardaway Jr. And then I think the, the Wood situation is dependent upon whether I want to go any deeper on Dallas. Probably I definitely don't want to if Wood is in. Um, without Wood, I like the maxi call. Definitely not playing Dwight Powell in either scenario. Like they're just not going to play him over 20 minutes. But I think that does open up some some other minutes. Like I think DFS would be locked in for 36 plus minutes. Um, I, there's some available minutes off the bench if, if Wood is is missing. Josh Green maybe at 3300 could be interesting. We finish it out with the game. With the game, hour and a half difference between this game and the 8.30 game. Indiana's on a back-to-back. 241.5 total. Golden State favored by 10. Golden State, Poole and Wiggins both questionable for this game. Um, I know, like, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity if you have guys banged up to maybe sit them. No Halliburton on the Indiana side. They already ruled him out for this game. Um, We'll see if TJ McConnell plays. He it was an illness, so I mean, we really won't know with him until later in the day. Um, Duarte, we know he's out. We'll start here with the Pacers. Um, I mean, no Halliburton. If McConnell sits, Numhard is the chalk, and you just you just numb it up. It's like a piece <laughs> of apple pie. You just throw it in your mouth, you chew it up, and the twenty percent that doesn't play him, okay. You're, thank you for paying the rake. Um, I mean, he he's blowout proof. I mean, there's everything, right? He's blowout proof. He's going to get the minutes. He's way too cheap. Yeah, like, yeah, he's 4,200. Like, yeah, him and Neesmith. Like, if McConnell's out, I have a ton, a lot more interest in Neesmith. Like, I want, I think that kind of directly, um, you know, correlates with that. But, I mean, both these guys are blowout proof. And this is a, I mean, Numhard. Numhard, um, Numhard. And I'll say it one more time, no more. Um, Buddy Heald, for sure. Like, if you're playing this game to stay close, Buddy Heald would need to, like, have a lights-out shooting night. But he has been terrible lately. Talk to me here about the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, we saw Nemard step in for McConnell. I haven't checked his stats. I know he had a, a pretty good first half before he jumped on, on the podcast here. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. He Like, he's, he's a lock-button type of play if – McConnell is out as well. Um, we know Halliburton is out. So, like, they just don't have any ball handlers if Halliburton and McConnell are both out with already out for a, long, a while. So, he's going to get the run, blowout proof. Totally agree. Like, he locked in for 30 minutes as the primary ball handler. Great spot for him in this pace-up matchup. Um, I like the Buddy Heald call. I know he's shooting dependent. It's it's not a comfortable play, but he's he's the primary scorer here. I st- I don't think Matherin starts again. Um, he he kind of runs the second unit and is the primary scorer on the second unit. That leaves Buddy to do the majority of the scoring here for the first first unit without Halliburton. So he's underpriced for that role in this spot. I think you can play Matherin as well, whether he starts or not. Um, guy with a huge usage rate, especially without Halliburton. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this is the game environment of the slate. So you can, you can go big as well. Like Turner 7,300 is not a comfortable price. He's a guy that can get in foul trouble and completely put up a, he's also a guy that can put up 45, 50 fantasy points. Um, and this is a great matchup here against golden state, uh, Looney on the other side who can get in foul trouble. And then they're really thin on bigs if, if Looney gets in foul trouble. So I don't mind Turner. I'll have a ton of exposure to this game. Uh, McConnell is out, and like I think you need two or three pieces from both sides of this game here. For what it's worth, too, Matherin is like busting on Sunday night. Um, Interesting. So 
that's if that that, if that lowers his me, ownership. Yeah, yeah if that even makes me like him more. Um, yeah. he has 13 fantasy points in 24 minutes so far. So that is fantastic. Um, yeah. but Buddy Heald's going off too. He has 22 points and 10 rebounds in 32 minutes against Portland. So 10 rebounds. The 22 points is not not surprising. The 10 rebounds is surprising. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be chalked because of him getting 10 rebounds and having a good fantasy day. Um, love the pivot to Matherin. Yeah, yeah, love the pivot even more. <laughs> but um, Nimhard, yeah, fantastic play. But let's go to the Golden State side, right? Because if Wiggins, again, this is a perfect opportunity. If you're Golden State, if these guys are legitly banged up, which, it, I mean, they wouldn't be on the injury report if they weren't banged up because of how the new um, injury system works. If these guys sit, like if Pool and Wiggins both sit in this game with no Halliburton, ah oh man, it's hard not to not. It's really hard not to like um, Steph here. It's really hard not to like Clay Thompson here. Um, maybe yeah. maybe Clay more than Steph because of the price difference. Like Clay is fifty nine hundred in a two forty total game with two other scores <laughs> questionable. Clay is going to be popular, but I mean, it's hard not to like him, you know, in this spot. So I think if those guys sit, both of them sit, Moses Moody is 3,100. He would be an excellent value play. If those guys are out, he'd be blowout proof. Um, so you mentioned it, you said it like this is a game we're potentially getting, you know, one to two pieces from both sides. Um, and again, I don't mind Curry at 10, nine, He's been shooting lights out this season. I just like the price discount on Clay with the with the not the same ceiling, but upside enough where price per dollar, point per dollar, definitely is up there with with Curry. Yeah, um, so Clay is a, a smash. I totally agree with your your thoughts there. Fifty nine hundred is way too cheap. If one of Poole or Wiggins are out, like even if they both play. Thompson is in play here at this price with this matchup. Um, one, even one of them sitting, like he he becomes really good chalk, even though very shooting, scoring dependent, like you mentioned, hasn't had the greatest shooting year overall. Just too cheap of a spot with the opportunity he's going to have. Like minutes have been a bit of a concern. We've seen him play upper 30s already this season, though. Um, if they're shorthanded, I think you just, there's a higher likelihood that you're going to see 35 minutes out of Clay Thompson here. Fantastic matchup against Indiana, who plays really fast, doesn't play defense. He's just he's just too cheap, too cheap for this spot. Steph is an interesting conversation. We've talked about a bunch of guards already in this 10K range who we like and who have a ton of ceiling. So I think that's kind of an ownership thing for me. Like if Steph is going to be the chalk, maybe I like fade Steph, play one of the other expensive 10K guards and then play two or three of Clay. Uh, lo- love the Moody call. I think he would absolutely be in play. Even somebody like Anthony Lamb or Ty Jerome could get some run here if Wiggins and Poole are both out. I, like, I would be... DiVincenzo, I guess, you have in that conversation as well. Like, there's all kinds of interesting pieces here um, if we get the if we get Wiggins and Poole out. It's a fantastic game environment. Indiana is one of the best matchups in basketball because of the way they play. Um, like Halliburton now leaves me a little concerned that they won't play as fast. Um, but it like, I don't know. It's it's still a great spot. There's not a ton of defense on the other side, and all of Golden State is too cheap. Even if Wiggins or even if it's only one of Wiggins or Pool that's out. Um. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. I said I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I know someone that had a fantastic weekend. Just want to give him a quick shout-out. Fear My Turtle. Yeah. One of our Roto-Grinders fam. Um, I mean, if you do anything with college football or anything um, niche sports-wise, you know who Alex is. Just want to give him a shout-out. He took down the college DraftKings College Football World Championship. Um it's like 100K. He is one of the, if not the best college football DFS players out there. So shout out to Alex. Congratulations, my friend. 100K. Um, that's awesome. Meant to do it at the beginning of the podcast and forgot. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> morning grind game. 
Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? So I'll leave the chalk for you if you want him, just because I want to get this guy out there. Like Tim Hardaway has been smashing. He's 4,600. He he's he's too cheap. I don't know how much he gets played, um, but I'm like I'm not scared of the matchup against Phoenix necessarily, especially if Paul is still out. So I'll take Tim Hardaway here. All right, I'm gonna take Numhard. Uh, thank yep. you, appreciate <laughs> it. Happy happy Monday to me. <laughs> um, over 8K. To go under 5X, who's your bust today? Oh, man. Like, I, I've went back and forth on this one. Just, like, I feel like Boston could rest some guys. I'm, Tatum is the guy I'm going to go with, but obviously if, if Jalen Brown is out, like, that does not apply any longer. Um, I think they could definitely do some resting here on a, on a back-to-back. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Tatum as my answer, unless Jalen Brown is out. I'm going to go Giannis. Um, I mean, with Middleton back taking shots away from Giannis, Giannis 11-9, does this game stay close is another concern, um, you know, as well. So I'm going to go Giannis against my Magic, just not getting that um, big game here. Who's your favorite 6X play today? I am going to take the chalk on this one. Clay Thompson. It's just, it's an obvious spot for him. He's way too cheap for this spot. He's who I had wrote down, but I did have a second one, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to go Brandon Clark. I don't know if Steven Adams will play. Um, obviously, if Steven Adams plays, I don't like Brandon Clark as much, but as of right now, with Adams looking doubtful to play on Monday, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a hip injury for him. Maybe they sat him on the second end of a back-to-back and he plays, but does Triple J play both? So, a lot of ways for Clark to get minutes in this game. So I'm going to go Brandon Clark um, in this one. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Who's your let's get weird GPP play? Yeah, talked about this a little bit already. I think this is a fantastic spot for tournaments. You got to look at the James Harden situation. I talked about how I would handle that and make a group of, of him, DeAnthony Melton, and Shake Milton and play just one of them on any given lineup. Um, Shake Milton has been doing a ton. He, like He's getting peripheral stats as well. If Harden only plays 25 minutes and they're blowing out Houston, I think Shake Milton still gets his runs. So give me, give me Shake Milton here. I'll have some exposure for sure. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Fultz from Orlando. I think he is like someone that, yeah. that gets 30-plus minutes very quietly at 5,300. So I don't think a lot of people will be on Fultz. So I'm going to go Fultz. Not the greatest matchup in the world, but we'll see how it works out. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before, over, under, against spread, player props, anything that you like here? So the Clippers are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Charlotte. Um, I think that's a fair line if Kawhi and PG both sit. But if one of them or both of them play – that feels a little bit short to me. I'll, I'll take the Clippers minus two and a half. Charlotte is really banged up as well. Um, no Lamelo, obviously, uh, as long as a, a host of other injuries. So I, I'll take the Clippers. I think that's a fair line without Kawhi and PG. If one of them ends up playing, I think you've got some great value there. I mean, I wrote down Phoenix Dallas over 221 and a half. Um, I think that line's low. I really do. I think that game... Even if it doesn't necessarily stay close, I think that game is just kind of mispriced. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know Dallas plays super slow. Phoenix plays somewhat slow. But I think there are going to be a lot of scoring in that game. So take the over in that one. Um, As far as the sleeper picks for today, they don't really have a ton out. I will, for what it's worth, I will be really kind of looking for Capella's points and rebound prop. Um, that's one that I like a lot here the night before mentioned, uh, why looked at like sports books and it's not up on there. Only Trey young and SGA props were up for that. So, um, that's one that I'm going to be looking at quite a bit and I'll be looking at like clay Thompson's point prop for when all that news drops for him. So if you can get that early in the morning before all the news comes out, it is a perfect opportunity for these guys to get some rest. So, um, I'll be looking at clay's point prop as well. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I I think this is a pretty good, like a very obvious spot at the end of the night. Um, 
the Philly situation, I think, is a very interesting spot for tournaments. So excited for this one. Be, be curious to see where ownership is looking like it's going to fall outside of that last game. We know it's it's coming there. It's it's going to be chalk you have to eat. But there's I think there's some interesting ways to get different early in the night. All right, that is it for us for today. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.